Y'all hang on with me for a minute as we get ready to go through this. Mark chapter 2. I'm going to lay a little light groundwork real quick. Before we get to this place, Jesus had been healing people. He had, he had, he had drove demons out, and the last place he was, he was at a, a, a he, he delivered a leper. Now, the lepers were the people that was, you didn't go in. They quarantined. It wasn't that they were contagious or anything. It's just they thought they were. They were unclean, so they put them over in the leper colonies. You've heard those words before. If you were a leper, you had to live over here because you couldn't be with everybody else. I was afraid it would rub off. But this guy comes to Jesus and he says, if you're willing, you can make me whole. Jesus said, well, I'm willing. You're whole. And now, as the scripture we're getting ready to go into, we'll start off in verse 1. It says, a few days later. Now, this is after he was with the leper guy. Now, in the Jewish tradition, he had to go something like 30 days through a cleansing process before he should be allowed to be around anybody because he had been around a leper. And so here we are a few days later when Jesus entered Capernaum. Now this is kind of his uh, headquarters where he worked out of. The people heard that he had come home. So he had popularity. They already knew who Jesus was. They knew what he was about. They knew, man, this things happen when Jesus is around. They didn't understand it fully, but they knew we need to get there. And they gathered in such large num numbers. I'm reading out the NIV there, Kenan, if you guys are putting it up. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. So there are all these people around this house because they come to listen to Jesus, to see Jesus, maybe to receive something from Jesus. And some men came in verse 3, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And since they could not get to him, get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law, if you're reading King James, the scribes, of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves notice they didn't say nothing they were thinking to themselves why does this fellow talk like that he's blaspheming or he's making fun of God or he's putting down God or the things of God that's what blaspheming is who can forgive sin sins but God alone immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. So he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. When's the last time we've seen God move and we've said, We ain't never seen anything like this?
Tuesday. <laughs> we ain't ever seen anything like this. <laughs> I was of the belief it would turn out the other way, and then since it turned out the way it did, however, I didn't vote that way. I now have to fix my wife and my daughter a nice dinner and wear a suit with a little towel over my arm. This goes into my 19 minutes. This is not a part of the sermon. <laughs> but Tuesday, when's the last time we've seen God do something? We say, we ain't seen nothing like this. He had just come from being with the leper, and the people knew what was going on, and yet they came to the house where he was. They were listening. And there were four guys that was carrying a guy who couldn't go, a paralyzed man. I want you to look at that paralyzed man for a second. Have you ever been paralyzed? Not physically, but you know, we've heard the term deer in the headlights. You just kind of freeze. Life gets so overwhelming or information comes in, we don't know what to do with, and we actually do nothing. We're, in essence, we're paralyzed. I don't know what to do. But his friends took him to see Jesus. Now, when they took him to see Jesus, they had some work to do. I picture in my mind, and I want you to go with me there for a minute. You know, I'm scaring 300 pounds to death. It, the scale cringes when I get on it. <laughs> what if I was that paralyzed man and some of you fellows had to carry me? We don't know how far they carried him. The Bible doesn't say, so we don't go there. But they brought him there. They carried him. Now, if you took carried me to the truck, you'd be sweating. But not only did they take him to where Jesus was, but the crowd was so large they couldn't get in the door. And yet their faith was so big of what Jesus could do, they said, we've got to find a way. Now, that's what we as friends do. We just took a covenant this morning with God over this young child and over our new member. That's what friends do. We'll get through the crowd. We'll get through the impossible circumstance to carry our buddy to Jesus. And not only that, they had to hoist him up on the roof and then dig a hole. I don't know what the time frame was, but they was digging a hole. It didn't say they cut into it with a saw or an axe. They was digging, so it must have been like some kind of a thatched roof. But they had to dig a hole where Jesus was, and then they lowered this big fella down. They didn't drop him and kill Jesus. They lowered him down in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, not just the, I don't believe it was just the guys that did the work, the, the paralyzed guy couldn't do nothing. I believe it was his faith too. He may have said, boys, I need to go see this Jesus fella and I can't get there. Because if you don't help me, I'm not going to get to where I need to go. And so they took him and they did this work of cutting the hole in and getting him before Jesus. And Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. Imagine that. Don't do much good to get a healing in your life if your sins ain't forgiven. Am I right on that? No, you need your sins forgiven. But there were these naysayers, these scribes. These guys knew the word. They didn't have printing presses back in the day. They were the printing press. Ben orders a Bible. I'm sitting down and say I'm over Isaiah 10 through uh, 1 through 10 chapters and somebody else has got 10 through 20. And that's my job. I sit here and write Isaiah all the time. I'm just writing and writing and writing. They knew the word, but it wouldn't hear. That was the problem. It wouldn't hear. 
They didn't know their Messiah when he showed up. And not only this, they were thinking in their hearts. This guy's blaspheming. Who's he think he is? They didn't even talk to nobody else. They thought it in their hearts. And Jesus said, why are you thinking like that? You see, brothers and sisters, I'm here today to tell you that paralyzing things can happen to us. Now, none of us would want our lives put up on the big screen, would we? Imagine every place you've ever been, your closet, your bathroom, the living room, the stuff you watched on TV, the stuff you've looked at on the computer, all of this, the places you've been outside of church, the work, what you've done at work, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, there was a little camera following you around. We wouldn't want that. I've been sharing some of the camera work with you just so you'll know what Jesus will do. I got no more shame anymore. I'm letting it go. This is what God does. Maybe it'll help you if you hear this. If you want to judge me, that's cool because he didn't. He saved me. So that, that's where we're at. But not only that, this is how would you like your thoughts to be on the screen? Jesus said, if you hate a man in your heart, you've already committed murder. You don't have to shoot him. You ain't got to stab him. You ain't got to strangle him. You ain't got to run him with a truck. If you hate him in your heart, you've already committed murder. Or if you've looked at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've already committed adultery. You don't have to go through the act. So what if our minds got on the big screen? I wanted to let you know, Jesus knows. God knows. He's everywhere. And he knows what your circumstance is right now. He knows what may have you paralyzed right now that you can't go toward him. You may not even be able to pray right. I talked with a pastor this weekend and she shared a lot of things that she's dealing with. And she said, I just got to let it out and I need somebody to help me pray. When we're paralyzed, sometimes we don't know what to do. We think we can't do anything. But these naysayers, they come in and said, who do you think you are? Now what did Jesus tell them? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or take up your mat and walk. Pretty easy either way, right? So many words, you can count them out. Pretty easy to say either one. But how did Jesus answer them? I'm telling you, that the Son of Man has the authority to say your sins are forgiven. Now, take up your mat and walk. He did both. And I'm telling you this morning, Jesus Christ has the authority. It doesn't matter where you're at and walking, He has the authority. It doesn't matter if you're having an addiction problem, you know, smoking or tobacco, whatever it might be. He has the authority. He's the only one that can set you free. I don't care if you've got a problem with lying. He has the authority to set you free. And when he says you're free, you are free indeed. He has the authority. If you've got something called cancer going on in your body, he has the authority. It may paralyze you to where you're not functioning right, but He has the authority to set you free. Amen. Right. I don't care what it is, what we may be looking at. 
He has the authority. You just bring it to Jesus and let him do the work that him and only him can do. I'll come to tell you this morning, Ken don't have that authority. And neither do none of you. He has the authority, but we operate with him. When our hearts, the anointing is whenever our hearts get in gear with God. As he flows, as he works, he may work through us. He, may, he told me to give you this message this morning. No matter what you're dealing with, he has the authority. The naysayers don't think he does. The naysayers say he can't. The naysayers, they need to have another kind of answer going along with it, but Jesus Christ has the authority. That is the whole crux of that piece of scripture right there. He said, I have the authority. God even said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now when God's pleased in you, you get the authority. The Bible also says that he has the power in heaven and in earth. He has the authority. So whatever you're facing today, whatever is on your back today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ has the authority. He didn't come to condemn you. He already knows. But sometimes when we come forward and say, Lord, I need prayer, that's the very thing that we do to get out of that paralyzed state. And maybe you come and ask your brothers and sisters, join me in prayer. We can get you to Jesus. We can pray with you with Jesus. We can help you pray. We can pray when you have absolutely no words coming. You're not even responding to the Spirit because you can't pray, but then your brothers and sisters are there. We're the four men. All of us standing around here are the four men that get you to Jesus. That's what we're here for. That's what the church is here for, so we can get you to Jesus. When you get in the paralyzed state, you can't think right. You can't think straight. You can't get up and walk. We get you to where Jesus is. Why? Because he's the one that has the authority. And when he speaks the word of healing upon you, it is done. Amen? Anybody who experienced God's healing before, raise your hands. This is a time to testify and give him some glory. And he ain't done yet. He has the authority. He has the authority to say that your sins are forgiven. Why? Because he went to Calvary and, and he did what he had to do. He took care of business. There was no other way for you and I to be brought, bought back but by the pure blood of Jesus Christ. And he went and he said, I'm going to take the stripes. Go ahead and hit me. And they whipped him with a cane pole and they didn't like that. They couldn't get him down good enough. So then they pulled out the cat of nine tails, a little strap with nine nine pieces of metal and glass and stuff on it, and they started whipping him. You may see the passion of the Christ. Yeah, that's what they did. They started whipping him with that, and he took it. He took it like a man. Can I tell you something? There ain't no man like Jesus. Jesus is the man. He is the man, and he has the authority. And if you got something that's on your back this morning, I want you to come and pray. I want you to come and seek God and take it to him, the one who has the authority to set you free. Sometimes the get heavy sometimes the burden is more than we can bear but he has the authority if he says I'm not going to heal you you get to keep it you can go to whatever doctor you want take the next new miracle medicine it ain't going to work I'm not telling you not to go to the doctor I'm telling you it ain't going to work because he has the authority but he may take you to that doctor and he may bless their hands and bless that man and he will bring healing. I believe he can do it right here today before you walk out of this place. I believe you can go Tuesday and they look at you and say, man, I don't know what's going on, but there ain't nothing there. 
Because he has the authority, Brother Eddie. We've been worried because they've been waiting on your tests and putting it off and putting it off and we're looking for excuses to blame. Can I tell you what? He ain't never gone off of the throne. He knew it was going to take this long. And you may be going through what you're going through. Sister Larry, you may be going what you're going through right now so it can be a testament to this community, to this church, that he has the authority. And you will be rewarded greatly for all those sleepless nights. For all the worry that's going on. He tells us that we shouldn't do that. He tells us that so we stay out of trouble. But that don't mean you've sinned. Our Lord knows. He's been there. He didn't want to. He begged to the point of bleeding when a prayer asking God if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. But they wouldn't know other way. You think he was worried about it? You think he didn't want to do that? He was dealing with some pretty rich stuff inside of a human body that got him to that place. But then again, the spirit man stood up and said, Nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. That's how we got to walk. It's his will. And I want to invite you this morning. You got a song, brother? Get your fingers warmed up. He has the authority. You got problems in the marriage? You can go pay, you know... $200 an hour for the counselor they can probably point you in some right direction but he's got the authority and it's free all it's going to cost you is a little bit of humility to come to Jesus all it's going to cost you is a little bit of time talking to him all it's going to cost is a little bit of submission to God job went south don't worry about it he has the authority amen Ain't nothing we gone through he didn't know that was coming. And he knows everything. He just showed us there he knows everything, even our thoughts. And yet he loves you enough that he went to the cross and he's still calling you to come. Because he realizes that when you get it, when you get all in with Jesus, you're going to be a powerhouse. See, when you get all in with Jesus, your testimony becomes Pretty much public knowledge because we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm not proud of the stuff I've done and the places I've been, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've been a pretty bad dude. But Jesus said, I have the authority. If you'll just hold on to me, I'm going to take your life somewhere you don't even believe. And I want you all to know that this morning. He wants to take your life somewhere that you don't even believe. He don't want you sitting still. He wants you growing. He don't want you walking out with the same burden that you had on your back when you walked in the door. Because he has the authority. You don't have to carry it alone. Those of you that are wearing heavy burden, come unto me and I'll give you rest. He'll give you rest. Rest in your spirit. You need a, got a need this morning? I want you to come up here and get prayed for. Brother Murphy, come on up. We're going to pray for these folks. Brother Andy, come on up. We're going to pray for these folks. Brother Willie, come on up. We're going to pray for these folks if they want to come. You might be dealing with something called cancer. You might be dealing with something called depression. He has the authority. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I can promise you that God knows. 
And he knows every time that he's called upon our hearts and asked us and said, come and receive. Brother Eddie, you can sit there and wiggle if you want, but come and get prayed for. I can say that with you. I mean, you'll be fine after church. Some of y'all I can't say that with. You get mad and won't come back for three months. But it's the truth. You don't have to leave church today without being touched by God. If you want to come and join these in prayer and pray with them, come and receive. Amen. Amen. Come and be that fourth man that's going to help Amen. lift on the Amen. roof. Amen. We're called to action, folks. We're not Amen. called to observe. That's we do right. that at football games. Amen. We do that at races. But in God's house Amen. and in God's Amen. work, we participate. We get involved. We take our brothers to the places of things that they need. We go to God. Jesus went to the towns where they were. But they had to get to where Jesus was. And we have to receive that. You might be dealing with something called Alzheimer's or dementia today. It's time to come to the man that has the authority that can yes. make that go away. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because if time lasts for 200 more years, we're all going to die, but we don't have to die sick. We don't have to die in a bed where we can't wiggle. We don't have to have limbs amputated from our bodies. All of the people that Jesus touched aren't walking the earth today, but they had a better life after they met Him. After they receive from Him Lord, what He had for them, stand to your feet this Lord, morning and Father, pray with these people. Pray with them for the needs that they have. My mother-in-law is a miracle because she's three years past what they said she would live. It hasn't been the best life, but she's had more time with her family. Why? Because we were been praying. There's a testimony in that. We don't have to walk away. Miss Marion, come and receive. Come and receive. Your legs have been hurting you. Come to the one that has the authority. Your friend is calling you and so let me carry you over there. Jeffrey, your heart. Oh, we need Jesus to touch you. And this is so that He receives the glory. And our families get to say, look what the Lord has done. Oh, hallelujah. We pray this morning. We praise God this morning. Broken homes. Broken marriages. Children going astray. you got to go to the man that has the authority. Don't know where the next meal's coming from. You got to go to the man who has the authority. It ain't a particular church building. It ain't a particular preacher. No, it's Jesus and Jesus alone. Whenever he gets the glory for what he's done, we're praying with one another for lost children. We're praying for one another that we can be touched. We're praying for one another. We're just praying for one another. We get lost in our minds sometimes. We have things that gets on our back that we can't give up and we want to and we try. But we got to go to the man. 
The man who can. There's a song, Slim, called The Man Who I Know a Man Who Can. His name is Jesus. And he has the authority. Rhonda, he has the authority. Whatever you walked in here with this morning, he has the authority. Go and receive. You got to go down through the roof. You got to get in the presence of Jesus. Lord, that you would touch us. Amen. That we would know that you are in this place. We have to receive from him. We got to go to the man who can. The only one that has the authority. One. He can.